Hey mamas, and welcome to the Entering Motherhood podcast. This is your one-stop, go-to place for getting you from feeling drained, exhausted, and unfulfilled in motherhood to feeling more energized, organized, and accomplished. That's the vision I continue to navigate towards, and that's the vision we are sharing with you, focusing on holistic alternatives and restructuring your mind, body, and soul from the inside out. I'm your host, Sarah Marie Bilger, a wife, mom of two, mechanical engineer, VBAC mom, and doula, serving mamas through pregnancy, birth, and postpartum. If you're here for this, if you're as pumped up as I am and searching for that fire that you know is deep inside of you, then let's go. Let's uncover what it truly means to enter motherhood. You are a rock star. I believe in you. Let's doula this. Let's crank it up a notch and let's kick it into high gear together. Hey mamas, how are you? I am super excited to share part two of the interview that I had with Keisha. And we really, again, just dive into so much and really just get chatting all things motherhood and what's going on in her life right now, you know, sleep building a business, having a live event, all doing that, you know, while pregnant right now. And she is right at the forefront of entering motherhood and really experiencing this all for the first time. And so she has this big vision right now of being this person that's pregnant and on stage at a live event. And she is doing that. So this is a vision that she had for herself and she is working her way into making that possible because she so strongly believes in representation and really being that person that you feel needs to be represented. You know, if it's on an online capacity, in-person capacity, even if it's just a small capacity of, you know, your friends and family and something that you want to go after and do. And that's another thing that we talk about in this episode. You know, we talk about breastfeeding or having an unmedicated birth and really what that's like when there aren't necessarily people around you that are doing it. And really just building the confidence to step into that and really be grateful for what you have and the support that you do have, but know that it can also be difficult when you don't have somebody that necessarily relates. So how can we be reaching out, finding our resources and pulling from that when the time comes, when we need it, you know, maybe it is like finding a lactation consultant in the area and knowing that maybe you don't think that you're going to have difficulties now, but when you do, or if you do that, you can tap into that resource and that you can have that person available. So I hope that you enjoy the second part of this episode and really just embrace motherhood and have it be what you want it to be and know that you have the permission to follow whatever path you want for your motherhood experience. So let's get this episode started. See you later, mamas. Yeah, it's interesting because I was with a couple of friends at dinner. This was like months ago. And we were all going around the table and we were saying like, what's one thing that you could accomplish in the next seven years that if you didn't, you would feel like you didn't like live up to your full potential. And one of my girlfriends said, write a book. And she doesn't want to have her and her husband don't want to have kids. And she said, write a book. And the first thing that came up for me was have a baby. 
And it was interesting because like, I just knew so badly that this is like the, this is something that I wanted and that all, I have so many other things that I want to do. But if I were to pick one thing in the next seven years, which like I said, was like six months ago, this is before I got pregnant. I was like, that gave me so much clarity that that's what I wanted. And I was like, okay, this is part of your vision. Like this is going to happen. However it happens, there's a lot you can't control, but I was like, I want this. And I think sometimes people are afraid to say what they want, whether it's related to parents like, or it's just related to any big dream or wanting to move to a different city or wanting to leave a career path or wanting to, like my husband was a dentist and he left dentistry. It's like these things that we're so afraid to say, because when we say it out loud, it becomes more real. And especially when we loop people in on it, but I'm constantly doing that. Where like, I looked at my husband, I was like, we're gonna have a baby soon, right? Like, let's do this, you know? And it's like, it's just like, you have to put it out there. And I think the universe like conspires to support you too, but you have to believe that you're worthy and that you deserve this. And obviously women listening into a podcast like this, it's like, they have that tug to want to be moms or they're already moms. Um, but there's other things that you want to do in addition. And it can be an, and thing, you know, like I want to be a mom and I want to be like the best possible freaking mom that I possibly can. And I want to have this exceptional marriage and I want to impact the world in a massive way. And I want to be an amazing friend. Like I want to do all of these things and it's not going to be balanced perfectly, but I just believe like you wouldn't have that vision on your heart to have all of those things that you're doing unless you were able to figure it out. It's just, how do you get out of your own way to be willing to call your shot? Even if some people don't understand it, cause you understand it, you know? Yeah. And I I think it's like one of those things, like when you do start putting it out there, you do start seeing the evidence for it. And, you know, like I'm excited to meet Cena and stuff too, because like, I still work, like if people are listening, like I talk about it here and there, but like, I still work full time in my engineering job. Here's, I work from home now though. Like I have been in the process of getting to be like where I want and like putting training wheels on almost (laughs) like I used to work in the office. I used to be there every single day, like long hours. Our daughter was only nine weeks old when she went to daycare. It was like so hard for me. So then I kept on saying like, well, what do I want? Like, if I don't like this, what's going on right now? Like, what would I like? What would I enjoy? And so like, I went through the process of like, now I work from home and it's like, okay, like now I'm working from home, but like, the podcast really lights me up. Working with moms really light me up. I started doing doula work and that lights me up. And I'm like, okay. So like it pivots, it changes. And it's like, all right, like I got to where I thought I want it to be, but like now maybe I want to be somewhere else. And like, I guess giving myself that permission to even like speak that out. And like, sometimes I get nervous to like talk about it here or like talk about it in front of family because they're like, well, what do you mean? Like, you might not want to be an engineer or like you want to go part-time or you want to like, what? Like, it's so hard Mm -hmm. to like be in that bubble and to voice it out when like, you still know that so many other people have that perspective. So like, it's really cool to see Cena like have made that shift, like to do that and like be able to like see those examples. And I think it's just going for what you, you feel like is the next step is really like scary, but like, it's also really exciting. And it's, it's cool to see like examples. Like, I mean, like you talk about how you were working in corporate and what that transition was like, but seeing like people literally like making that shift and going through it is really cool too. Yeah. And I think there are like some amazing stories of people 
that had their back against the wall and overcame like massive adversity and had to make something work or they had crippling debt and they had to do this. And those stories are incredible and so important to hear. But I also think there's a lot of importance in hearing stories like, for example, mine of working at Google and making a six-figure salary, yours of being a full-time engineer, something that people go to school for years to be and saying, I want another stream of fulfillment. And maybe it is that you go part-time or maybe one day you actually leave that. Or just like Cena, like the feedback that he got from people in his family, he's also like, like his parents are first-generation immigrants. He's Persian. So like the feedback from his family when he wanted to leave a dentist, what like dentistry in general was not supportive, was like, what? Like, are you crazy? You spent so much time going here. And his his take on it is like, I'm not looking backwards. Like, I want to make sure that I love the next 50. Like, I don't need to stay in this just because of like this, like, you know, sunk cost fallacy of how much time you've invested into something, becoming an engineer or becoming a director of marketing, insert whatever someone's doing. It's like, you have one shot here. And I guess to me, I would rather navigate the reaction of people who don't understand it or the fear of failure than I would, that I would want to have that feeling of resentment or regret because I lived my life according to somebody else's success, like criteria. I'm just not willing to do that. And neither is my husband. And it took him a lot of like nudging to know that that was even possible for him to even like call his shot on that because of just so much linear like school and everything but it's cool it's really cool to see yeah and now that we're becoming parents I'm like oh my gosh I can't even imagine what that would have been like if you're sleep deprived and then you're like drilling like a root canal on someone's <laughs> tooth like that feels a little sketchy <laughs> yeah it is crazy and like I think like like in doing that, like it's so parallel to motherhood. It's so like you are maybe like navigating something that is different than what your parents did. Or, you know, like maybe you want to breastfeed and nobody in your family was breastfeeding. Maybe you want to yeah. go on medicated. Nobody went on medicated. Like both. <laughs> <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> like all of those things. And then like having to say, like, I want to do this because this and having to face that, like, well, why would you do that? Like, why would you put yourself through an unmedicated birth? Like, that sounds so crazy. And it's like being somebody that has done that. It's like, it is the most like exhilarating thing in your entire life that like, if you're describing what just happened to me, literally, literally what just happened to me two weeks ago was exactly what you just said. Well, I mean, it, both of those things where yeah. like, I, like, I definitely want to breastfeed and like, obviously all of these things are proactive plans. And my goal is to have an unmedicated birth and both my mom, as well as my husband's mom, they both were like, why would you ever do that? Like, that doesn't make any sense. Like, why would you not like, you know, modern medicine has this option for you. And I'm like, these are the reasons that I want to. And I like caught myself being like, I don't have to explain that to you, actually. Like, I can tell you what I want to do. And as long as it's like Cena and I are on the same page and he's the one that's like in the room with me and like we got our game plan and we're going to go for that, knowing that the plan could change if it has to change. Like, I, that's the way that I'm going to do this. But it is so interesting. I can't even tell you a lot of my girlfriends that like I have very few girlfriends that have had unmedicated births. So when I talk about that, I'm ready. Like I'm instantly ready to be on the defense of like why I want to do that. And I'm like, that means that indicates to me that I have to take inventory of the people that I'm talking to about this and find other resources and tap into podcasts and tap into, you know, people that have done the thing that I want to do to hear their stories of why they chose to do it. Because 
Otherwise it's easy to get in your own head about it. Right. <laughs> yeah. A hundred percent. And even, I mean, like my first ended up in an unplanned cesarean. And so going into my second one, like I knew like, okay, obviously I know what could potentially happen, but like, yeah. I'm still going into it thinking like, this is what the vision is like, this is what yep. like I want to try for, but I was in such a better headspace of like, well, if it doesn't go that way, you know, like at least I tried. And I think yep. like, that was what I like really pushed for. And what like, I tell moms like, look, like if you want at least to have that be on your plan, on your preferences, like yeah. in your vision, at least try for it because like, you know, don't be afraid to fail. And like, I don't even like to call it like failing. It's just, it went a different way. And yeah. um, I think like when we really release those expectations and we are able to like fully embody what's happening in the moment, if it happens, then like, it's just the coolest thing ever. You can look back on it and be like, did I, I literally just like right after my son came out and I put him on my chest, I was like, did I really just do that? Like, so did that cool. seriously just happen? And like, I still, I mean, he's a year and a half and I still remember that moment. And if yeah. I would have been like, oh, like, let's just have a repeat cesarean or like, why would I try to put myself through that? I would have never been able to have that experience. It's just like one of those things, like if it's on your heart, like go for it. Because like, yeah. if you achieve it, it's going to be the coolest freaking thing ever. <laughs> and yeah. like, if like it goes a different way, then like you try, like you went for it. And so like, I really, I'm just, I'm excited to hear yeah. afterwards. I like, know, I can't wait. So, but you it's, you definitely have the mindset and the mindset I think is like the hardest thing to work on and like something that I really, you know, work with moms on the most. It's building that confidence, building that empowerment. It's really just getting in the mind frame of like you are capable and yeah. you have well, so much like of that this, already. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. It's like this, like ridiculous, like the way that I feel in my head about it and even going into this idea of like an unmedicated birth is like, I have such strong conviction, but like a loosely held grip on, on, on understanding that there could be something outside of my control that I'm not going to identify it. Like my goal is to grow this human and then get him out into the world to like be his mom. Right. So like, ideally I do it the number one choice, which for me is unmedicated. And then it kind of like moves down the list of things that I'd want next. Right. But it's like, I'm open to the fact that it might not go according to plan because I don't want to feel like when I've got this baby on my chest and I'm like, dang it, I didn't do it on Medicaid. So like now I suck. Right. But instead it's like, I listened to my body if there was something that I needed to do, but I know myself and I am someone who also loves physical combined with mental challenges. Like I've purposely done things like my husband and I did 29029, Jesse Itzler and Colin O'Brady. He was the first guy to trek across Antarctica unassisted. They developed this thing called 29029, which is the elevation of Mount Everest. So 29,029 feet. So they basically picked different ski resorts all across the country. My husband and I did it in Utah. You have 36 hours to climb a mountain 13 times, which is the equivalent of like climbing Mount Everest, but you don't have the risk of dying, right? 
And so like, it was the hardest thing ever. And I was talking to a woman that was on, that was climbing up with us. And she was like, this is so much harder than natural childbirth. And she said that to me years ago. And in my head, I was like, okay, if I could do this, then I could do that. <laughs> and I, I love the physical challenge. So I'm like, I kind of like feel like it's in my DNA to want to do something like this, just to see, like to push myself to that brink versus I know there are some women listening into this, but they're like, that sounds horrible. Like some of my best girlfriends are like, <laughs> why the hell would you ever want to do that? You couldn't pay me any amount of money. And I'm over here like, it sounds effing awesome. <laughs> like, let's go, you know? And all of us, again, it goes back to, there's no, like, I am not going to be one of those like judgy moms, like, you know, that's like, oh, you're not breastfeeding or, oh, you did X, Y, Z or whatever. I'm like, that is not my personality whatsoever, but I am going to be a huge advocate for like, if you want to do that thing, even if it's hard, like you better freaking do that because you need to feel proud of yourself because you're the person you're going to spend every single second with every single day for the rest of your life. And that doesn't mean that your vision has to look like anybody else's because someone else could equally feel proud of themselves that they got through a really hard pregnancy and they brought this baby into the world through a C-section and that felt aligned for them. Amazing. You yeah. still grew and put out into the world a human, like you should be clapping for your damn self, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It can so. be so, and that's like one thing that I talk about on the podcast so much and it's like, it can be so conflicting and there can be like so many different sides and it's such a polarizing culture that we have around motherhood. It's all like this or this. And that mm -hmm. and is lacking so much. And like, like how you keep on saying, like you specifically, like, you know, being a mom and like having that big business and having that big goal of continuing that, like, there's so many things that people literally are just struggling with. Like, how am I going to be an employee and be a mom? How am I going to be myself and be a mom? Yeah. Like they don't comprehend that, like, you can have both and that yeah. and can be there. And when we're living in such a polarized world of like, it has to be like, oh, you didn't breastfeed for a year. Then like, you didn't really breastfeed or like, oh, like you only did it for a week. Like that doesn't count. Like, it's like, no, like every single little bit, like even if it was for a day, even if it was one single time that you attempted a latch, like, I feel like that should be a conflict. Like that should be a win. Like that should be honored. That should be, you know, like, something to be proud of because you were trying to go for that thing. And like, yeah, if, like, it's just, it's so hard when like you're hearing different perspectives or different um, opinions and like, you're trying to work out your own understanding of it. Um, yeah. But the overwhelm is so real, right? Cause like, especially as someone that's in it right now before becoming a mom, what I have to be really cautious of. And for anyone that's listening into this, that's pregnant and has never had a baby. What's helpful for me is I'm like, what do I need to know now? And what can a future version of me learn about? For example, breastfeeding. I literally know nothing about breastfeeding, but I'm not learn. I'm not trying to like research a ton of stuff about breastfeeding right now or worrying about like postpartum stuff right now. Like I'm just like, okay, I just started my third trimester. What is going on with my vagina? What is going on with my body? Like, how are my hormones? Like, what am I doing? Like, what do I need to focus on? And like having this like micro focus, knowing that, that I've got this big macro plan of like how I want to start this, but it's like, after you have the baby, then you're a parent and every single thing that you're doing is new. And it's interesting because like the mental load of all of that, I'm very aware that that will be a real thing because my normal brain that doesn't even have a kid already has 25 tabs open at all given points of time. I can only imagine how many more tabs I'm going to add when every <laughs> single thing that I'm doing, including Sarah changing a freaking 
diaper. I've literally never changed a diaper and neither has my husband. So I'm like, this is all going to be new to us. I'm like, if I start worrying about all of the things that I don't know, whether that's with motherhood or with business or anything in general, it is so easy to put myself quickly into, especially because my hormones are all over the place now, into this spiral where I'm going to get so much anxiety. And I'm like, I don't have time for that, nor do I want to do that. So I have to focus on like, what's this week look like? And what is my main focus? And how can I celebrate? Woo, 28 weeks pregnant. Okay, woo, 29. All right, now maybe we should paint our nursery. Okay, now what should we do next? Like, right, it's like taking it step by step. And that's the, that's the way to like manage it where I can stay in this like place that I want to be in, which is like utter just gratitude for the opportunity. Like the fact that I'm sitting here with you growing a human, like growing a penis, like while I'm talking to you, <laughs> it's just like, it's so amazing that I'm just like in freaking awe and it's like, the rest of the stuff, I'll figure it out, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I think like, you know, you always talk about this and it's something that I think is so important, like cultivating uh, an environment or, or group of people that are going to be, once you're ready to get that information, you can tap into it. Yes. So like, you don't need to have, you know, all the things talked about, known about, you don't need to be doing, like you said, like postpartum breastfeeding, like things like that, but at least having somebody that like, you know, when you come to that bridge, like when you come to cross that scenario, you have that resource to pull from, like you're putting in those slots, you're put, putting in those files of like, okay, like when it comes to this, who am I going to reach out to? But like, you don't have to overwhelm yourself with all those things. Just being able to be in an environment that like, you know, maybe it's a friend, maybe it is is like a family member or something like that who has been down that road before and you're like okay I'm ready to learn all things in breastfeeding like tell me now because like it's so fast when those things come up like you literally go from like being pregnant to needing to breastfeed your baby in like all of a second and if things aren't like going the way that like you thought that they were going to go like even having I always say like a therapist somebody that like mentally can help you like through that transition, like those are the kinds of things that are like so important. And like, maybe you don't need it now. Maybe you don't need to be like tapping into those resources, yeah. but knowing that they're there and available yes. and ready for when you need them, it, it's such a game changer. And I feel like it helps release that anxiety of it because you're like, mm -hmm. I don't need to know all the answers, but like, these are the people that like, I'll be able to tap into and pull from when the time yes. comes. And that is the anxiety buster, right? Yeah. That is literally it where like when I was feeling anxiety about like, how am I going to build this business while also being a mom? That was when I was like, okay, I need to find a community of women that are building seven, eight figure businesses. And I connected with Natalie Ellis. She's the co-founder of Boss Babe. And she has this mastermind called CEO Mama for like seven, eight figure business owners that are all have kids like under five years old. And I was like, okay, I don't even need to know anything about this. I just need to sign up for this. It's starting in January. And I was like, I'm doing that because then I'll have that ecosystem of people that I can plug into, but I don't need to worry about that now because to your point, it's like, you identify, like, I think people undervalue identifying the resource or like picking the book and knowing like, this is a slam dunk, but you don't even have to open the book yet because it's not the stage that you're in, but just knowing that it's there all of a sudden you're like, whew, okay, cross that off. I'll deal with that later. Gosh, it's, that is so, that's such good advice. I'm glad that you talk about that often yeah. too, because it's like, it does really release a lot of stress. Yeah. Yeah. I think just like building that toolbox, like building that like yeah. group of people that you know that you're going to be able to have and like have those resources. But yeah. like, 
it's just, yeah, it's such a game changer, but like, I honestly, I feel like I could talk to you like all day. And like, I don't want to like, you know, like I'm respectful of your time and everything too. And like, I just, I guess just like, what, what's like one more thing that like, is really kind of like on your mind, like in this real time moment right now, um, that you want to kind of like express or, um, talk about. Yeah. I think for me, what's coming up a lot right now is the dichotomy of emotions. Like for example, last night I didn't sleep very well and I woke up and my husband was sleeping like a little like angel. And I was like, God, he's sleeping so well. And I looked over at him and I was like, Ugh. and I had my pregnancy pillow and I was like, kind of like wrestling around because I was like, maybe he'll wake up and ask me how I'm doing. And he didn't wake up. So I tapped him on the shoulder and I was like, Hey, um, so I know that you love me, but do you like really like me right now? And he was like, what? He was like, I really like you right now, babe. Like go back to sleep, like go back to sleep. And I'm like, where is this coming from? So it's like, I have this like weird hormonal thing that like these weird things will pop up that I'm not judging myself for. And then two minutes later, I'll be like so excited about something. And then three minutes later, I'll have like anxiety about something else. And it's like the dichotomy of holding all of these emotions and kind of just looking at myself where like, this sounds weird, but sometimes I'll kind of go to like a bird's eye view on myself. And I'm like, look at you. That's so cute. Look at you trying to navigate, like being pregnant and like, look at you just like letting yourself have all these emotions without judgment. So to anyone listening in, it's like, you can have multiple emotions simultaneously. And it feels kind of confusing in your body, but it's like, you can be stressed and be really grateful. You can have anxiety and be really excited. You can feel kind of like hormonally all over the place. And then also like, just feel like yourself at the same time. Like, I just feel like I'm experiencing more emotions at one time and more thoughts about different things about the same topic, like about being a mom than I've ever experienced before. But I just look at it with this lens of just like pure appreciation and just like, kind of just like laughing at myself. Like, I just, I'm not taking myself too seriously right now. Cause I'm like, you woke your husband up in the middle of the night, your husband that you've been with for 14 years to ask him if he likes you. Like literally I did that. And I'm like, okay, whatever. Like, I'm not going to make that mean anything weird. I'm like, yep, I did do that last night. Will I have to do that again tonight? Probably not, but here we are. Um, so I guess to anyone, just like, let yourself just be a human and know that being a human is tough enough. Sometimes we put so much pressure on ourselves. We often like get so serious, especially as we get older, we're like, I have to be taken seriously. So I have to act this way. It's like, when's the last time you, like, you just laughed at yourself because you're like, I'm just like a little human trying to figure it out, you know? So. I love it. I love <laughs> yeah. it. And so this episode will come out before your event. So if you Yay. want to talk about it, um, really, you know, I'm assuming like you can still come and everything. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So if, if anyone listening and wants to come to empower her live, it's our three day event in Denver, Colorado, September 22nd through the 24th, hundreds of women from all across the country and even globe. We've got amazing keynote speakers, but what's really beautiful about it is like it's a curated space where you get to have like a break from your day-to-day life to get like the clarity and get filled up and get connection and just have so much freaking fun and be with other women that get it. Women that want to have real talk conversations and value transparency. And it's going to be so freaking fun. And I can't even wait Sarah to hear like your transformation, like what you feel afterwards, because it's going to be absolutely incredible. We've got some really amazing speakers that are coming to that just like really wanted to be part of it, which is so humbling. And I'm just so grateful. So if you want to come, you can head to empower her live 2023.com snag your ticket. Even if it's a couple of days before the event, 
snag a ticket, jump on a plane, get there. Like it'll change your life. So you deserve it. I love it. I'm so excited to be there and to meet you in person and and really (laughs) be able to do that. But, um, Yeah. Like, so like, um, I guess for listeners too, like, where can we reach you? Where can we get in contact with you? Where are you hanging out? Um, I know I'm in your text messaging too, which is super awesome. Um, so tell us about that. Yeah. Um, so for anyone that also wants to listen into podcasts, mine's not specifically about motherhood, but it's called empower her and you can find it anywhere you find podcasts. I'm Keisha get Mary on Instagram, K A C I A last name. My, I just have a really tricky name, but type in case you'll find me. Um, and then your, my text messages. So I send out little inspo texts every Sunday evening and then randomly throughout the week. And if you're interested in joining the text list, you can text the word start to 512-548-2728. Again, the word start to 512-548-2728 and get some free inspo texts, like a little like your saucy bestie and a fortune cookie had a baby. That's the vibe. So <laughs> I love thank it. You well, so you much, have made Sarah. this so easy. Oh, thank you, girl. I appreciate <laughs> you. See ya. See ya. Thank you, mamas, so much for listening. Remember, you are a rock star. I believe in you. Let's do this. Let's crank it up a notch and let's kick it into high gear together. Hit that subscribe button. Share this episode with a friend. Message me, email me, call me, beat me. You know how to reach me. We're doing this, mamas. I am so excited to catch you here next week. This is your one-stop go-to place for helping you find the resources you need to make the best choices for you and your family during pregnancy, birth, and most importantly, postpartum. See you later, mamas.